Good morning. Today we continue with King Benjamin's sermon to his people. What kind of people do you think these people were? They were the people of Zarahemla. Let's look at um, 4, verse 11. I think it's in chapter 4. It says, And moreover, I shall give these people a name, and thereby they may be distinguished above all the people which the Lord God hath brought out of the land of Jerusalem. And this I do because they have been diligent people in keeping the commandments of the Lord. So these are good people. This sermon is to people who are already good, already on the path of righteousness. Now, if you were a leader to a righteous and good people, what would be your biggest worry? Maybe you would worry that they would give up or turn around and rebel. Notice that in this verse, we also find out that King Benjamin is going to give the people a name which will distinguish them above all the people that God has brought out of Jerusalem. So look for that as we go along. You might think of times that maybe you were given a name to take upon you as you have traveled the covenant path. Think about the sacrament prayers. So if these are good people, and they are, why do they even need a sermon? Because King Benjamin is going to describe to them the process of becoming exalted, of being a royal heir to all the Father has to drawing on the power of Christ to become more. They are being prepared for something bigger than the good people that they are. And the people make two requests after hearing King Benjamin's sermon. And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had made an ending of speaking, the words which had been delivered unto him by the angel of the Lord, he cast his eyes round about on the multitude, and behold, they had fallen to the earth, for the fear of the Lord had come upon them, and they had viewed themselves in their own carnal state, even less than the dust of the earth. And they all cried aloud with one voice, saying, Oh, have mercy and apply the atoning blood of Christ, that we may receive the forgiveness of our sins. And that's the first thing. And secondly, our, that our hearts may be purified, for we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who created heaven and earth and all things who shall come down among the children of men. Even good people, people who are diligent in keeping the commandments of the Lord, need the atoning blood of Jesus Christ to allow them to repent and be forgiven of sin. And it came to pass that after they had spoken these words, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy, having received a remission of their sins having peace of conscience because of exceeding faith that they had in Jesus Christ who should come according to the words which King Benjamin had spoken unto them. So now to their second request that their hearts might be purified. If you look at chapter 5 verse 2, we can see the evidence of the purification of their hearts. And they all cried with one voice, saying, Yea, we believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us, and also we know of their surety and truth, because of the Spirit of the Lord Omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us, in our hearts, that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. 
Some of the standout words in that verse, we believe, we know a mighty change in us, a mighty change in our hearts. Then they discuss how this affects what they do. It isn't enough to believe. It isn't enough to know. It isn't even enough to have a changed heart. It's what you do. How those things actually play out in your life is what makes the difference. They no longer feel any desire to do the wrong thing. In the fall, we have bonfires. And we do that in the early spring too. And at the start, you need to get wood with some starter kindling and then a match and you begin a fire and you kind of blow on it and, and get it going. But that's not what is happening here. Here the fire is already burning and King Benjamin comes along and adds more wood and more air and the fire is roaring. You feel anything like that during conference we just had? When you felt so inspired that you never wanted to make a wrong choice again? Is this the mighty change happening in your life? Do you want to be good? The desire to do the right thing, that is the mighty change. And it's not a one-time event. This happens over and over in this process. And it brings progress. President Boyd K. Packard taught, I will not consent to any influence from the adversary. I've come to know what power he has. I know all about that. But I have come to know that the power of truth and righteousness and of good, and I want to be good. I'm not ashamed to say that. I want to be good. And I found in my life that it has been critically important that this was established between me and the Lord so that I knew that he knew which way I committed my agency. I went before him and in essence said, I'm not neutral and you can do with me what you want. If you need my vote, it's there. I don't care what you do with me and you don't have to take anything from me because I give it to you, everything, all I own, all I am. And that makes the difference. Now that's a mighty change of heart. For most people experiencing a mighty change of heart is a process that occurs throughout life and not as a single event. President Ezra Taft Benson explained, becoming Christ-like is a lifetime pursuit. It very often involves growth and change that's slow, almost imperceptible. True repentance involves a change of heart and not just a change of behavior. Most repentance does not involve sensational or dramatic changes, but rather is a step-by-step -step steady and consistent movement toward godliness. While our hearts are in the process of changing, we still experience temptation. However, as we faithfully continue to live the gospel, our desire to give in to temptation is replaced with a desire to do good continually. To evaluate your progress in experiencing a mighty change in your hearts, consider the, your answers to these questions. When have you felt the Spirit of the Lord strengthen your desires to do good? What will you do so the Lord will continue to help you experience this change of heart? Let's look at Mosiah 5, verse 5. And let's look for what King Benjamin's people were willing to do because their hearts had been changed. 
and we were willing to enter into a covenant with our God to do his will, to be obedient to his commandments in all things that he shall command us, all the remainder of our days, that we may not bring upon ourselves a near-ending torment, a never-ending never torment, as has been spoken of by the angel, that we may not drink out of the cup of the wrath of God. It's covenants that solidify our commitment. What were the people willing to do now that their hearts have been changed? Well, they were willing to be obedient to his commandments, to take upon the name of Christ, to remember, to retain that written name always in their hearts, and to do those things by covenant. Each Sunday, we renew our baptism covenant to take the Savior's name upon us. If you look at the Bible dictionary under Christ names of, you will find he has many names. Some are more familiar than others. Emmanuel, which means God with us, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, the Messiah, Redeemer, a teacher come from God, Lord of the Sabbath, the Bread of Life, the Light of the World, the Good Shepherd, the Faithful Witness, the Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Now consider, as you partake of the sacrament this next week, what name will you take upon you? What is your need? Maybe it's Emmanuel, God with us. Maybe you need mighty in your life this week, so the name you chose is Mighty God. Maybe you need a teacher come from God, or a light in your world. Or maybe you just need the Prince of Peace. Whatever it is, take his name upon you and let his grace feed that mighty changing heart. Challenge questions, high school, middle school. Of the different names I mentioned for Christ, which one stood out to you and why? Elementary school, what does it mean to have a mighty change of heart? And kindergarten, what name did King Benjamin want his people to take on them? Well, have a great week. And remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.